Hello, interwebs. <laughs> Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Close. I'm your co-host, Joe. <laughs> and I broke Ryan already. Uh, <laughs> it's... Jesus. Uh, I'm Ryan. Am I Ryan? I'm not even here right now. Today we have another Ryan Explains video, where Ryan here tries his best to pitch me on a franchise I've never seen. This week, Halo. So, Ryan. Mm-hmm. From this extreme long shot, we zoom into our medium shot. So I'll, I'll start. Screw uh, your intro, Joe! This is my week to explain stuff now. Have you ever wanted to kick an alien in the face and then throw a plasma grenade up his ass and throw him into his buddies? Of course you have. You ever want to try to drive a war hog into an enemy fire, jump out, put a shotgun through a freaking giant alien's mouth? Have you ever wanted to have a so-so relationship with an AI who changes its costume or its variation every single game? Have you ever wanted to blow up an entire planet? Well, now you can! It's Halo, baby! Woo! Anyway, you were saying? Well, that's a good... Uh, it, I have no words. <laughs> I, I have no words. There you go, copyright strike. So, so... <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <sighs> YouTube and Ryan. Uh, so Halo is one of those things which has always floated at my periphery. I've always known it's existed since I was little, but was never compelled to play it. Not one bit. Although I did play Halo Reach one time at my friend's house about eight years ago, and he cheated. So, there's that. Explain. It, I don't even remember. It was just, I just remember he <laughs> cheated. There's a, there's a vlog about it on YouTube somewhere. I made a video about it at the time. That's it, funny. It, it just seemed like another shooter title with a sci-fi twist and some teabagging for good measure. The main reason I never tried it, however, is because of its affiliation with the Xbox. I've said so before, I was and remain a PlayStation mem. They don't sponsor us, but I am brand loyal. Though I do cheat on them with PC on occasion, don't tell Sony. So, this might be the toughest selling job you've ever done, Ryan. Cause not only are you trying to make me play a game, you're trying to drag me out of an arbitrary console loyalty. So, yeah. Ryan, tell me about yeah, your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me about your backstory with Halo, then give me your best pitch. My questions await you afterwards. This is the hardest convince ever, cause not only will I have to convince you to play this series, but I have to convince you to buy an entire different console. Which in this economy, probably not gonna happen. However... I will tell you my backstory. The odds are against you, but picture, let's see. Picture a little Ryan sitting in, in his home around uh, 2009, 2010-ish, watching YouTube videos of people playing this amazing shooter called Halo 3. Huh? What is Halo 3? I'm still imagining little Ryan with the beard. Just had to jump in. It's, uh, he didn't have one. Halo 3, you know, sorry, and, go and, on. Killed your flow. And he was very excited, very excited. So what he did is he went to the local EB Games, which is what it was called back then, and he saw the Xbox 360. Wow. <gasps> Look at that. Beautiful. It wasn't the white one, it was the black one. That's, that's, it was in that generational gap where it wasn't... It, it became the black one, and then it became like a slimmer version. Of, anyway. Doesn't matter. I saw that, and then so I bought it, and it came with Halo 3 ODST, which also, in a way, came with the multiplayer. And that's where I learned about Xbox Live and live service. Not only would I have to buy a subscription account, but I'd also have to buy an adapter because they didn't come with the system at the time, which I think was like an extra $10. Not a big deal. But 
As soon as I started playing it, oh my god, I loved it. One of the most fun experiences I've had. My very first experience in terms of and playing a multiplayer. So I have very fond memories of it. And then I believe, what is it? Halo 4 came out around 2012. I was just going into high school. And that was a lot of fun. That was also the area between if you were a Halo fan or a Call of Duty fan. I distinctly remember Halo 4 coming out. All my friends were playing it. And two weeks later, Black Ops 2 came out, I believe. So then everybody jumped ship right away. I did not jump ship. Uh, I stuck through it. I loved the story. And then uh, years and years later, like my first story experience through Halo started with Halo 4. But then when the Master Chief collection came out in 2015, I got that and was able to experience the Halo stories from 1 all the way to 3. Loved Halo 4. Loved Sorry, first Halo story before Halo 4 was actually Halo Reach. And that I really loved. And that one I got into. And just from there, I've become a Halo fan. Been with them through all the ups and downs. Even here today, I don't play Halo Infinite as much as I want to, but I still consider it a very fun game. Okay. So, all right. So uh, give me your pitch for Halo now. Tell me what's this thing all about and why should somebody who's never played it be interested? Picture this, Joe. You're in the year 2552. <laughs> and you are the most elite arm, uh, person in the army. A genetically modified human known as Spartans. Taken from birth from, uh, from random families and raised to be the el most elite soldier that you could be. From uh, Dr. Halsey. Dr. Halsey. Almost forgot her first name. I actually don't even remember her first name. Elizabeth, that's what it is. Elizabeth Halsey. It's been a while. And so the first game has you, you're in space, you're traveling around with the Pillar of Autumn, you're in that ship, and you randomly run into, what is that? It's a halo. What is a halo, you say? Well, come with me on this little adventure. You crash land on the halo, and you're, as you're going through the game, trying to find your comrades, your other marines. You're, uh, you're the only Spartan there, so you have to battle grunts. You have to battle elites, who are these giant, almost as tall as you, or just as tall as you, elites. Picture that you're a Spartan, and your name is, you're, you're John. 117. Spartan S117. And you're about seven feet tall, so just picture that. And you have no back problems. You're in this very advanced armor called Mjolnir armor which allows you to have shields, punch an elite in the face, and kill him instantly. You can. And all through this game, you, can, you can't sprint, Sally, because that's what games were back in the day. Uh, you have the assault rifle, you have the magnum pistol, which was overpowered in the first game, which you could just do headshot after headshot. There was the sniper rifle, you could drive around in a warthog, and have the marines jump in the warhog and shoot at your enemies, which is the first time that's ever happened. We had NPCs that actually helped you on certain missions. Did they shoot well? No. But that's besides the point. And you're basically going through this halo, trying to figure out what is this place, what are we doing here? And then as you get down to the lower chasms of the halo, there is all of a sudden this 
new enemy called the Flood. Basically an infectious species that take over anything. Humans, elites, uh, little grunts, even a raccoon if they wanted to. And controls their brain and uh, basically turns them into zombies. So what the weapon of Halo is, it is a giant space station. Which, if activated, will connect to other Halos throughout the galaxy and exterminate all organic, all organic life on Earth. They were created by the Forerunners, which were an ancient race way before humans, way before the elites. And they're gone now because they created the Halo Rings and they were the ones who activated it because their entire universe was controlled by the Flood. Uh, or close to that. So when they activated it, all their organic life died and then became our universe. So basically throughout the first, throughout the first, second, and third game, you're basically trying to stop the Covenant, who is this um, elite group of different aliens from all different walks of life together who are trying to activate the reins because they believe it will bring them an ultimate power or a new purpose in life it's almost their religion the these halo rings and you're just master chief that's who you are you don't give a fuck you will kill any alien that you see fit you don't trust anybody except your little ai companion cortana who is very helpful very witty in a good way and um will allow you to hack into well she hacks into certain things you and her basically go off on this adventure together to stop the Alien Covenant race. You also have lots of great side characters. You have Sergeant Johnson. You have the Arbiter, who is an elite from the Alien homeworld, but he becomes, again, another holy figure called the Arbiter, who is supposed to be this amazing hero of their religion, who is supposed to sacrifice himself during, during a mission, and that way he will become uh, memorialized. And the reason the Arbiter exists is because in Halo 1, Chief, he blows up the Halo without activating it. And the Arbiter in the second game, he was, he was in charge of protecting that certain Halo ring. And his punishment was to become the Arbiter and be doomed to die in battle. And as you go through Halo 2, you have some missions as the Arbiter, uh, most missions as Master Chief. And once again, you come across... No, actually, you're on, you're, get, you're getting an award for, uh, for what you did in Halo 1. And then the Covenant attacks Earth because they believe you, you know where the next Halo reign is. And so you're fighting these aliens again while trying to stop the Covenant and these, um, oh, I should have done, I should have written stuff down. <laughs> trying to stop these three, high, the hierarchies who are these, these very religious people. Uh, I'm so sorry, I'm blanking. Um, excuse me. But uh, there's the, uh, it's not the Arbiter, but uh, there's the something of truth, the something of um, prophets. They're the prophets, not what it is. My brain clicked. They're the prophets of truth, regret, and the other one is... Prophets. Prophets of Mercy. And basically, 
I'm just gonna say it, in Halo 2, you basically punch one to death. It's really cool, and you control it. Alright. So, you're trying to fight both the Covenant, who are controlled by the Prophets, while also trying to fight the Flood, because they show up in multiple times, that are controlled by this giant alien worm, and the Arbiter at the same time, while trying not to have the entire universe blow up. That's the story from Halo 1 to 3. You're fighting these... Okay. These, these elite space battles. You know, you fight... You fight with human guns. You fight with alien guns. There's gravity hammers where if you slam them down, it creates a huge shockwave. There's the iconic sword that it's made out of laser. Why am I blanking on the name? Uh, I know what it looks like, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Not the katana. The energy sword. That's the most basic name. I can't believe I forgot about it. My brain is fried today. And you just basically... It's a great game because there's such a variety of weapons you can use. There's different ways you can explore on the maps. Not the fact that it's open world, but you don't. it's not a straight shot in some of these maps. Where you can even go around. There's different ways to beat the level. You could go on foot. Or you could even ride in a tank or a warthog and speed run the level if you wanted to. You could go melee only if you wanted to. And what makes these games so fun, it has a level system or a difficulty system that is very popular. There's the, you know, there's the easy, normal, hard, and then there's the legendary, which makes it impossible to beat, especially Halo 1 and 2. I myself tried to do a legendary run. And Halo 1, to get hyped for Halo Infinite, couldn't, couldn't do it. I got maybe halfway through before I had to look up guides. Hmm. It's that difficult. I'm not one of those people that plays for the hardest, but I just did it for fun. Mm-hmm. But you might like it. And they also have these things called skulls, which add more difficulty, where if you activate this skull, it will make enemies more crazy and charge at you. If you activate one skull... It will actually get rid of your HUD. You activate another skull and get rid of your gun. And if you... And you'll get achievements for this. Hmm. Halo is one of those games that you love achievements for. And this is another console war thing. You have, you have your trophies with your... You know, there's platinum trophies out there too. But Halo, it's just that satisfying sound. Or just Xbox, whatever. Just the achievement. It's like, boop. Or I, did, I butchered the noise, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Never heard the noise. I don't own Xbox. It's like, ba-ding. And basically, you're just, you are just this elite soldier. You're kind of like Doom Guy. But if Doom Guy didn't talk as much and didn't really kill Nazi robots, he just basically saves the universe wherever he goes. He's this stoic soldier who does not give a fuck. And the only reason he still has a little bit of humanity in him is because of his AI companion, Cortana who they both learn from each other throughout all their adventures. Now, Halo Reach is the prequel to the whole Halo series. Reach is the first planet where the Covenant invade. And you play as Noble Six, who these are different Spartans. So, Master Chief was the second round of Spartans, uh, Spartan 2s, and I believe the Spartan team that you're playing with are Spartan 4s or 3s. And the reason that happened is Spartan 1s 
Their first experiments all failed. They all died off early on. Spartan 2s, they took... Uh, what Dr. Halsey did is he, she abducted children from their homes, replaced those children with uh, replicas who died off later, so no one would, you know, question, why, where's my kid? And from birth, or not from birth, sorry, from a young age, genetically modified them so they would grow into these amazing Spartans. Master mm. Chief is the one of the only few left. There are some other Spartans from his generation called Blue Team he has adventures with in the comics and in later games. But with the Noble Team in Reach, basically they're just trying to, f trying to fight the Covenant off and not invade Reach. And with every mission, you think you're about to win, and then a giant Armada ship appears. So then you go to the Armada ship, and you blow that up, and then you see six more come in. And it's just a constant losing battle, and it's dramatic, and it's sad as you see Noble Team get picked off one by one. And then you see, you see the Pillar of Autumn actually leave at the end of Halo Reach. And you have this amazing final mission where, depending on the level you, you're on, you could literally fight for maybe two to three hours. And with every hit you take, there's a small crack that gets in your glass uh, or in your HUD, which makes you more immersed in the game. And the reason why Halo Reach is so fond of people is the customization. You could customize your Spartan to look however you wanted. And it would show up looking how you customized it in the game itself, in the cutscenes, which I love. Mm. Uh, you can make it look any color, whatever armor pieces you have. And the customization in Halo Reach was so good because as you leveled up throughout the multiplayer, you would unlock certain armors where if you saw that multiplayer, you're like, wow, that guy's pretty elite. He has that armor set, which is different now because everything's a microtransaction, which I uh. hate. And we the progression system was really, that. yeah, the progression system Ridiculous. was, is really good. And then that's kind of where Bungie left, you know, the creators of Halo, they want to move on to different things. They want to move on to destiny. They had big plans for that universe. So they, uh, they either sold it or gave it away to, uh, 343 Industries who I don't think really did anything, but they're a Microsoft owned company. And then they started out with Halo 4, which was very experimental, where they brought in, they got rid of the floods, uh, they got rid of the flood, and they brought in the Prometheans and the Didact. And the Prometheans are basically the Forerunners' uh, minions. So they're the knights, there's the little crawlers, with the most, and then there's the little watchers, the most annoying enemies in the world. And you're basically, you're trying to end with... The difference between Halo, Halo 1 through 3, and, uh, or the difference between Bungie and 343 is that you can barely, you can tell, like, the difference between generations. It really feels like a generational gap where, yes, there's technical upgrades, but with the 343 industry storyline, you get more personal with, with Master Chief and with Cortana. And with Halo 4, your base, Cortana, uh, I won't spoil anything, but Cortana, is basically about to become crazy. She's she's running on rampancy, which in AI terms, after seven or eight years, they become rampant, come out of control, and have to be put down. Mm -hmm. But Master Chief doesn't want to do that. He wants to save his AI buddy and bring him back to Dr. Halsey, which he believes can fix, fix her. 
And as he's trying to do this, he's also in the midst of being in the planet called Requiem and fighting off the Prometheans as well as the Covenant. And uh, you're trying to, and there's great story moments in Halo 4, little lines of dialogue that are brilliant. Uh, when the Didact tries to steal a weapon that's on a, a research base, one of the doctors is really confused about why they have to pack up and is very emotional because she's been working at this all her life. And as Master Chief is telling her to leave, the doctor says, hey, next time you rescue us, can you at least give us time to pack? And she's very emotional. You see it in her face. And then Master Chief just gives a nod like, next time. It's a very sweet moment. It's one of the only lines that I can really say without spoiling anything because I want you to experience it for the first time. All right. And it's just a... I, I, people hate Halo 4, but personally it was one of the first Master Chief Halo games that I played, centered in terms of campaign-wise. And I really loved it. It helped me... It allowed me to experience Master Chief for the first time while simultaneously in reintroducing me to that world. Halo 5 happened. And then <laughs> here comes Halo Infinite. No. So Halo 5 was, was a completely different game where they marketed as this bounty hunter Spartan going after Master Chief. And the marketing for that was you ha either had to pick a side where in reality there was only three missions for Master Chief and the mm -hmm. other was a Spartan Locke who was not a bad character, but there was too much focus on the multiplayer instead of the story. And then Halo Infinite comes out where it's a complete turnaround. And you, you just finished fighting these group of brutes. Oh, I forgot to mention. Let's go back to Bungie. The Bungie era. In Halo 2, for the Covenant and the why Arbiter has all this conflict because in the in the uh, covenant there are the elites and then the brutes and the brutes are basically this hybrid monkey race and they're trying to sort of push uh, away the elites to be the top dog for the covenant to be the number one for the prophets hmm. and events happen you know betrayal happens uh, everything ensues and basically the elites are caught cast off from the Covenant, and the Brutes become the number one enemy. So in Halo 3, when you're fighting the Brutes, but you're fighting alongside the Elites as well, which is very weird to see, but uh, it's also really cool at the same time, because the, the Elites were the enemy you were fighting for the first two games the whole time, and, and it's just really cool character uh, progression where the Elites realize, and the Elites and humans, they still don't like each other. They're still because they've been fighting each other for generations at this point mm. but they have this they have to stop the prophets from destroying the world flash forward all the way to halo infinite master chief is on the infinity where this subgroup of brutes uh oh gosh the subgroup of brutes attack them with help from a with help from an AI menace. Won't give any spoilers away. But uh, you basically... It's kind of like Halo 1 again, where you're on this distant planet and you are... 
you are trying to find all your army buddies again. And with Halo Infinite, it's the first time they've done an open world Halo game. It was the first time where it wasn't a linear story, but there was all this stuff that you could do with uh, in terms of there were outposts, there were there were actually in-game customization stuff that you could grab from the campaign. You went to a locker. There was bounties, uh, and there was the main story missions. And as you leveled up, and as you leveled up, you were able to unlock certain weapons from past Halo games, certain certain vehicles that you, would help you travel around the map faster, and uh, the multiplayer was even got revamped too. So yeah, without even giving up too much spoilers, Halo Infinite is sort of a callback to Halo 1, and I think it's the right direction for Halo, where you're tr you, almost, you have this, um, you have a new AI, and she's young, and she's, you know, she's brash, and she's innocent, and, you know, Master Chief is trying to have patience with this new AI, and there's a great dynamic between the two. And it's almost like Halo Infinite was a love letter to the games of old, because there are moments of silence, there are dramatic moments, especially with this human pilot that you first meet at the beginning of the game. Uh, it takes it takes its time, and um, hmm. and yeah, you're just without giving up too much away. Halo is just one of those games that is just fun to just kill a bunch of aliens that are trying to kill you with a variety of guns. Human guns, alien guns. There's a freaking sword, dude, that you can cut people with. There's a tanks. It's just an amazing game. And it's been, and the reason why it's been, excuse me, and the reason why it's been uh, one of those top franchises for the past 10, 20 years is because they are so, they're just so fun. They're playable. And the reason they are so popular is because they kind of started the LAN party experience uh, in terms of multiplayer, where you could bring your Xboxes to your friend's house, do mm -hmm. a LAN party. This is back in Halo 1 days. And really enjoy... Really enjoy just playing 4v4 or a free-for-all, have four people in the same game. And then Halo was always their... Always their character model for Xbox Live. What can you do on Xbox Live? You can play Halo with people in separate houses. It's always been that. Halo has always been, I would, I would say, the face of Microsoft. It's their, you know, standalone game. It's it basically what made multiplayer, multiplayer for a lot of Xbox players. Especially, we all know those in-game lobbies back in the day. We all remember them. We all, uh... We all had good times, we all had bad times, but it got people talking, it got people playing together, you know, across worlds, and also the customization was beautiful. You can make your Spartan look any way you want. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those games that's, in terms of dramatic storytelling, doesn't really have that until maybe Halo 3 and then moves later on, but it's just one of those games that you just have fun playing. Okay. So I should probably ask you some some questions about this uh, franchise now. My first yeah, one. Yeah, you're not a, convinced already. My first one's a bit of a dumb one. After I, I don't know, it's like tradition to throw the dumbest one first. 
But um, mm-hmm. so I was wondering, did teabagging originate with Halo? And why is it so associated with that brand? Like, I know a lot of games do it, but I know it, it's very mm-hmm. much linked to Halo. And I think that's where it first became a thing. Right. But I don't really know. I don't know if it uh, originated it. I do know for a fact it popularized it, though. Yeah. I think because you couldn't sprint in Halo, and the only movement you could do really was aim your gun and crouch. So I mm. think it just became a thing to walk over to a dead enemy and just teabag him. So I don't know if it originated it. I think it did, but it definitely popularized the, uh, the amazing joke that is still alive today somehow. Even when you see it playing multiplayer games, you're like, really? You're still doing that? I'm getting teabagged in 2022? But yeah. It's a 20-year-old joke. Uh... It's never not been funny. My second question is a little bit funny, actually, because of I wrote down what sets Halo apart from other sci-fi shooters a la Destiny, and then you mentioned in your spiel that it's the same people who made halo so yeah but what what does set halo apart from other sci-fi shooters well what sets it apart is it has in my opinion just a very simple straightforward story uh, especially the first few games and you're the you're the stoic badass of a character you're not this chosen hero you know you're just you're not you're not in mo- a lot of sci-fi stuff you're kind of just built up to be this great hero. You're just a, a soldier. That's that's really what Halo is. It's kind of like military porn a little bit, but in a good way. Like Top Gun Maverick. And Master... Like Top Gun Maverick. Master... And Master Chief... You just love being Master Chief because you just feel like a badass. They're, the sound design in each of these games is amazing. The punch, you can hear the bones cracking as you punch the aliens, and it's amazing. You can, feel, you can hear the armor as you're moving around. The gun variations, each sound, the way it shoots, is amazing. So you'd say it's more immersive than other shooters, where the 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 yes, point in all so. the point in other shooters is just to well you know kill things or in multiplayer kill other people. But it sounds like Halo has a lot of care and detail put into its world yeah. and how it it plays in the world, and it's uh interesting. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most straightforward stories set in a sci-fi universe where this is the enemy aliens. You're just in the army and you have to fight them off. And what sets it apart, I really think, is because of the multiplayer. It was one of the first to have those LAN party multiplayers. One of the first to really popularize online gaming in terms of when it went to Halo 2. And there's just so many iconic things that come from Halo. It's really one of those first games to ever do it. And the reason why it's so different from Destiny, I think, is because Destiny tried to do too much. Okay. I think Bungie were was, and I I loved playing the first Destiny, but they really went all out on Destiny, where they tried to put in too much lore. Where mm. I think Halo is just way more simple. All right. So I uh, the other question I had here was, which you did answer actually was. Is Master Chief mm-hmm. an actual Spartan, or did they just call him that? Because I thought I heard at one point that he was cryogenically yeah. frozen or something, and I'm like, is he? Is there yep. time travel involved? Is he just? Is he from Sparta thousands of years ago? 
So usually what happens with Master Chief, he's put on um he's put on ice because he's there's literally nothing else for him to do. He he is just a weapon for the military. Uh, and they're called Spartans because they're trained in a certain way. I th- there's a lot of not too much, but there's a lot of Greek references in terms of the military with some of the stuff like Spartans the, and the way they're trained. They're, they're trained very brutally. They're injected with a lot of, I was say chemicals, but that doesn't sound right, but uh, enhancements that allow them to become stronger, faster, smarter. Uh, so in a way, they, I would say they're, they're futuristic Spartans. It's, uh, so, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you call that? Um, uh, eugenics. They're just um, sure. Yeah. Let's that's, just say mm. let's just say Master Chief is vaccinated. Okay. So that's what all you unvaccinated people need to understand. If you want to be Master Chief, you gotta get vaccinated. Like Captain America. Mm-hmm. Is he vaccinated? <laughs> I don't remember. He got pumped full of chemicals and became super strong. Mm, very true. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess that does make sense because the Spartans, as far as I know, were a lot like that. They were very, from the very youngest age, they trained them to become the toughest soldiers. The weak were mm-hmm. disposed of. They basically yep. had no tolerance for weakness in that society. It was the strong survive and thrive and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And everywhere, everywhere you go in, uh, in terms of around humans, you are you are praised. So even in the midst of a battle, if you see Marines up ahead, they will acknowledge that you're there and be like, oh my god, a Spartan, we're saved. So you are kind of treated like Greek gods, in a way. Just like the actual Spartans were. So there are other human fighters. It's not just the Spartans. The Spartans aren't... Yes. The no, entire uh, Spartans army. are very... They're a small group because... Funny enough... So the first Spartans... They just tried to inject them with the stuff when they were adults. And you said Spartan that failed, twos, which so, is what, yeah, yeah, and they all died off. They all died horrific deaths. Yeah, uh, Spartan twos, which is what Master Chief is, was taken from birth, raised and raised to be a soldier, injected with other stuff. That that got exposed uh, somehow, and they put Catherine Halsey in, or is it Elizabeth? What did I say? Elizabeth Halsey, whatever her name is. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, she was put in jail, and then the 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 Spartan threes, the Spartan threes, uh, were just they were injected with other stuff too, but they weren't as horrific. Or it's Catherine, it's Catherine Elizabeth Halsey. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. That sounds like such a government thing to do. Oh, wow, your experiments were so bad. Like, okay, we're going to use it still, but, yep. like, we're, we're going to put you in prison still for Still going to use it, but not as bad. Like, so it's kind use, of funny yeah. when... It's kind of funny when Master Chief interacts with the uh, Spartans of the late generation. He's not bashing on them, but it is acknowledged <laughs> that they are kind of a bit of weaker Spartan generation, especially with Halo 5, with um, Noble Team. I think they're Spartan... I think they're Spartan 3s or Spartan 4s. I don't remember. Hmm. But 2s twos, twos are the best. Yes. Is... Okay. Spartan 3s. They're Spartan 3s. 
All right, my next question was, what is the Halo? You you answered that already. Mm-hmm. It's the ancient alien thing that could destroy the basically galaxy. Basically picture a giant, yeah, just a giant nuke. I basically pictured it, it's basically just Mass Effect. The ancient mm-hmm. alien civilization built the yeah. thing that could destroy everybody, and then they... And with each, yeah, with each Halo game, you're almost on just any single Halo. You're always on a Halo. Most of the time. So every terrain you see, you can look up in the sky and you can see the halo around you most of the time. Okay, so halos are worlds, basically. They're basically worlds. They're worlds, but also super weapons at the same time. Okay, that's interesting. So all the enemies you face on these halos, so the covenant comes to the halos as well, and they just... So what, they just, do they get there at the same time intentionally, or, like, is the Covenant there already, and you're invading to try to get them out? Did you, like, are the, are the humans trying to secure Halos, and then the Covenant attacks them? Like, how are they on these Halos at the same time to be fighting? So I believe the, yeah, I believe the Covenant are there, some of them are guarding Halos, and some of them are searching out for other Halos. Because it is an ancient weapon that they don't know it, but they see it as kind of a, a religious thing because it is a halo. And I th- honestly believe you just stumble upon it in the first game because you're fleeing from Reach, and, or your ship is, and you just stumble upon this halo and the Covenant attack you and you end up crash landing on the halo. And that sparks, you know, the rest of Master Chief's story. Okay. So And as as and with each terrain it's different. So there's like a summer valley terrain, there's a swamp terrain, there's a even a snow mountain terrain. And it's all on one halo. So it's kind of meant to look like Earth in a certain way, but also still very different from what Earth actually looks like. So were these naturally forming planets that an ancient species weaponized, kind of like Starkiller base? Or were these entirely alien-made biomes? I believe they're entirely uh, alien-made. Because hmm. it's actu- like an actual halo. And the inside of the halo is what the map is, if you can picture it. Okay. So it's kind of like... What's something that have it? that's a circle on my desk? I had an elastic band at some point. Okay, so ignore the tape. <laughs> ignore the tape part. But this inside here, like that little flat part, that yeah. would be where the map is. Okay. Yeah. I gotta look something It's easy. Up. It's easier to picture when you see it. When yeah. you buy the game and console. <laughs> uh-huh. And what's great about the Master Chief Collection, I should say, when it came out, you could play Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4. All the campaigns and multiplayer were on there for full price, but that's four games. And then later on, they released Halo 3 ODST on there and Halo Reach. Okay, that's impressive. So six games in one. Yeah. All right, so are Master Chief and Cortana romantic or platonic? Because I've heard, I've heard a few things, but I don't really know. Depends what website you go on. Yeah. Is <laughs> he in love with... Depends what what rule thirty four you're looking up. Yeah, is he in love with his AI or are they just like functional allies? 
I think it's completely platonic. I don't think Master Chief has the ability to fall in love. Again, I haven't seen the TV show that came out, but uh, we're not talking about the TV I've heard show. Some the things. TV, TV shows oh its own thing. You're trying to convince me on the games, but no, but no, uh, they're completely platonic. You can tell they kind of have. It's weird. They kind of have like a brother sister relationship, but Cortana does throw some flirty lines here and there, but it's not really meant for anything serious. It's just her personality. But there's def. It's just her personality. They're de- they are platonic, but there is a love there, especially with the later Halo games. Okay. So is is there anything thought provoking in these games, or mostly just like interesting sci-fi philosophy, or just anything that'll you'll be left with in the game after you're done all the shooting, or is it basically just shoot up, shoot them up, and um, fun? Mostly it is. Mostly it's shoot 'em up, but as you as you go on, you're not over only discovering the humanity and everything, but you're also discovering the humanity in Master Chief, where he's still the stoic character and he doesn't have a I'm not saying he has this whole breakdown later on in the games, but he has he does have human moments and it's shocking to other characters in the game where you know, they only see him as this weapon that the military uses to take out the Covenant, but they come to realize that he's just like me. He's just human. There's a great line in Halo Infinite where the pilot goes, why do you still fight? Why do you continue to fight when all hope is lost? And Master Chief is just says, it's all I know. This is all I know. This is what, this is what I'm good at. This is the best I can do. And it's just, there's something, you know, kind of sad about that line. And it's, so most of the time it is, it's just a fun shoot 'em up, but there's also these small moments of humanity that get discovered in Master Chief that I feel. But most of the time, it's kicking the ass of an alien and throwing a plasma grenade up his, I already did that. Anyway. But yeah. So there really isn't a lot of in-depth story. It's more subtle moments that sort of imply character mm-hmm. sprinkled yes, throughout everything. the franchise. Okay. Everything is very, very subtle, and most of the character moments, or intriguing character moments, come from a lot of side characters, especially with um, Sergeant Johnson. There's a Captain Keys uh, at one point. You know, they have their own little stories as well. Nothing too major, but they all rely on Chief. You have Noble Team from Halo 5. There's this one character from Halo 3 ODST which is, it's not a sequel, but it's kind of like a sidequel. It was almost, it was almost like a DLC game. That's the best I can describe it, where there were these ODSTs, these Orbital Drop Super Troopers. I think that's what they were. And this character, you follow this character, Buck, who works his way up to become a Spartan to Halo 3, who's played by, sorry, Halo 5, who's played by Nathan Fillion, baby. And uh, you follow him. And he's kind of one of those sarcastic characters, so Master Chief might not have the most compelling story, but there are other, more, the most dramatic, I would say, the most dramatic game out of all this is Halo Reach, because you fall, you're on this team, you get to know this team very well from all these different personalities, you know, there's the jock, there's the captain, there's the dangerous Spartan who never takes off his helmet, there's the sniper, there's the 
smart girl who's also the techie, but also is the number two. And then there's you. And so that one's the most dramatic because you're basically fighting a losing battle throughout the whole game. But with, with Master Chief himself, he, everyone thinks you're fighting a losing battle, but he will not give up because that's all he knows what to do, and he will stop at nothing until the Covenant are defeated and humanity is safe. Okay. So, while you were talking about this earlier, it's got really nothing to do with anything, but it just it irked me, so I have to mention it. Why do they call it Meonir armor if they're called Spartans? Shouldn't they stick Greek with Greek? Meonir is a Scandinavian thing. Because and... it's cool? I don't know. Fair That's enough. What she called it. <laughs> I just, I just I had to, know. I just had to bring it up. Like it's a. It's just what it's called. So, how many alien species are there in this world? The, you mentioned uh, the elite. So the covenant are made up of. The covenant are made up of the elites, the brutes. skirmishers, oh. the brutes, the grunts, and. You said Prometheans. I think jackals and and the Prometheans are a different race. They're kind of techie. They're more forerunner, which the forerunners were an ancient human race that got wiped out. And then the flood is basically just like an insectoid fungus that will take over any organism and uh, become its own uh, thing. So the flood can take on, can be, can take over the elites and shoot at you. The floods also have like these little bugs that are very annoying that slowly drains away your health. They can also have when if they take over the brutes, they charge at you, jump at you from super far away. It's very scary those flood levels. Not gonna lie, unless you have a shotgun and a energy sword, which you can fly by those fly by those levels with ease. Unless you're on legendary, which is so tough. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> explain how hard these levels are when you're on legendary if you're doing it by yourself whew. i like you i'm not the kind of person who likes unnecessary challenge I, I usually play hard mode on video games because it's a little more challenging than i won't be bored doing hard mode but i'm not gonna kill myself either with wasting yeah. time dying over and over and over again that's not fun to me hard mode is my sweet spot so I also have to wonder, are there any aliens on our side, or are humans just racist? It's us against everybody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what this premise is. It's humans against aliens until the elite switch sides. I don't remember. It's not like Mass Effect at all, where... I know there's this ancient history where humans and I believe the Oh I forget all the species what's, now. What's Garrus's species? Garrus's species, they had a fight and then they joined I know it starts with a T. I forget at the moment. Turian? Turians? Tur Turians. Yeah, Turian sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Where Mass Effect it definitely has more complex politics and lore. Politics. Yeah. Halo is just us versus them. That's basically what it is. Covenant don't like the humans. First off, the Covenant started the fight. Okay? They started it, and we're gonna finish it. Because we're humans. America! Uh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's basically it. 
It's just us versus them. There really isn't any peace between humans and alien races. It's almost it's almost who has more control over the the galaxy. But it, it, that's not really the politics aren't really a focal point for these games. All right. So what are humans? Well, I know it's not the focal point, but what what are humans doing out in space anyway? Do we have colonies around the galaxy? Are we mostly just mm-hmm. defending the Milky, uh, the our solar system? Okay, so we we have colonies out there, and we're expanding, yeah. and okay, yeah. There's definitely colonies. There's researchers. They love to study the forerunner planets, and uh, it's just an ex. They're they're just trying to they're, that's basically what they're trying to do. They try to do some research, and then I believe the covenants show up and be like, "What are you? You can be enslaved." And humans like, "No, we can't. We created nukes." <laughs> hmm. So right. that's basically what it. It's 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 really as just simple as that. The there's other Earth there's human colonies on other planets, and they've sort of just accustomed to those colonies. Uh, there's definitely some characters who are, uh, it's funny because in Halo 4, they tried to do this episodic missions with different Spartans, and one of them is born on Earth, and is kind of the, not the black sheep of the group, but is the new guy in the group, and some people kind of look at him a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not really, it's not really a focal point. Interesting, but it is an extra bit of it is an extra bit of lore that you do appreciate as you kill a bunch of aliens. Hmm. All right, so it's not want... like it's not like Mass Effect where you can go around and bane everybody. Sadly, oh man, I don't care. <laughs> oh man. So you want the verdict now? What I liked, what I disliked, and uh, well, well, you got you got any you got any more questions? That's uh, that's pretty much all I got. It's got a kick-ass theme. That's two copyright strikes. No, I'll sing it out of tune, so it's not... (laughs) Your audio literally spiked and cut out there. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, I can see it on my video file. Damn. (laughs) But yeah, I think, you know, it's just one of those games... That's not too complex or tries to be too complex. It's just there so for, to you, for you to have lots of fun in killing aliens. The music, I can't, without even like, there's even a little drum sequence as you're going through just tearing aliens apart, trying to save the universe because you are Master Chief. You don't give a fuck. This is all you know, and this is what you can do and what you will do to save the Earth. And Cortana is there to throw some quips. Also, Ron Perlman's in some of these games. Oh, and Keith David's the Arbiter. Forgot to say that. Okay. All right. So here's my thoughts on everything you said. First off, I really liked when you mentioned the Master Chief Collection because mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds very convenient. Get to play all the old games at once that sounds you know if you want to play halo that sounds like a really good place to start i'd say if you can if you're one of those people like me who don't mind playing old games from the 2000s and you know some people only play games from like this last decade 
You're raising your hand. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ryan. With the Master Chief Collection, you could go back and change the visual settings where it's literally a click of a button where you could play it as it originally looked or how they remastered it for both Halo 1 and 2. Impressive. I'd probably do the remaster because they put a lot of work into that and may as well be look better. Mm -hmm. Problem is, it when you switch, play when you same. switch from Halo One visuals, it's insane. They play the same, but the they even up the sound design. But when you cut back to like Halo One, you're like, oh my god, it looked like this. But back then, it looked amazing. All right, so I also like that it uh, sounds a lot like Mass Effect, which is right up my alley. I love Mass Effect so much, and it's sounds similar enough that i can be like oh i beat all well, the mass effect okay. i beat all the mass effect games i can take this worse knockoff <laughs> maybe is it is it a knockoff or did it come first i don't know it's like hey it all came first okay so bioware just came in and did it better variation on how to beat the levels that sounds interesting to me that kind of reminds me of Assassin's Creed in that I know a lot of people, um, Assassin's Creed 1 is far from my favorite in the franchise, but what I liked about 1 compared to all the others is that you got a lot more variation on how to beat the levels. You could really go at it many kinds of ways, which was interesting. And so I, I like the idea of being able to, it adds replayability. It's not just a linear shoot them up of, okay, I got to get through it all this way. Like you said, you could, like, there's a lot of different ways to go about it, which is interesting. So there's also, I also liked how you talked about how Halo Reach is a constant losing battle. That's, that's a really cool vibe. I like the sound of that. That's, it sounds like a very interesting story to play in. Very intense and, and gripping and, I think I'd enjoy something like that. The franchise as a whole has more story and lore attached to it than I thought. I thought it would be, I mean, it is pretty simple, but it's also, like, there's not nothing going on. So that's that's pretty cool. I still don't know how they got, how many, six or seven of these, though? I don't, I don't know. It sounds like it, they, they got a lot out of uh, thin premise. The new ones sound controversial, but I actually kind of like the sound of them better in many mm -hmm. ways because they, they sound like they have a little more story and character in them. I don't really know what's supposed to be wrong with them, but you make them sound more interesting to me than the first. My only problem is Halo 5. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just sound more interesting to me than the first ones. I don't know if also they're... Mass Effect Mass Effect came out in 2007. Halo One came out in 2001. Okay, so they that's point for Xbox. <laughs> they did a they did a good story first. Tanks. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there's alien vehicles too. There's alien tanks. You can fly around in a banshee, fly around in a ghost, which is basically a warthog but with guns. Banshee is like it basically a little plane you f fly around in, and you can throw bombs or lasers at other people. It's really cool. Hmm. All right. I also liked when you talked about how uh, Halo. If I if there if there was a deeper message, and this is just for me. It's yeah. honestly it's just the military, or it's just Master Chief fighting against religion. That's the joke premise for me. 
because the prophets for the covenant trying to activate the reins, it's all tied to their, uh, the great journey, you know, it's all tied to their religion and they think that they're right. But Master Chief's like, you're, you're an idiot. Can I counterpoint you though? What's that? Is it not very much similar in a way that you could say he's a very much the same as a devotee to his cause? He was born and raised to believe in this. This is the way the world is, and this is the only way I know how to combat it. And you think differently than me. Therefore, you need to be eliminated because the people who I look up to told me to do that. So, in many ways, his. What his single-minded devotion to his cause is a faith of sorts. The military is kind of his religion, sort of like the Mandalorian, weapons are my religion. So in a way, he's kind of a religious fanatic. Not that, like, he's not believing in a deity so much as an ideal mm. cause. But he's not as different as his enemies, really. He's just human, so... But, yeah, but we have science. We have AIs that tell us what the truth is. <laughs> sure. And there's little tiny, there's little tiny uh, AIs that are in the Halos, like 343 Guilty Spark, and explain to you what Halo is. And he's kind of like a little fun sidekick, too. Uh, whenever he appears, he's like, well, Halos are activated for exterminations, of course. Of course. And he's trying to, and he's trying to trick you to activate the Halo ring because he believes you know what the Halo ring is, but he doesn't want you to know it. But he's fine with it because he's not an organic. Oh, He's I a like little that. fun little man. It kind of reminds me of the guy from Portal 2. Cool. So I liked how you talked about Halo being a communal experience. You used to get together the uh, LAN parties. You used to... People still have... Go into the, into the places I, together. I didn't. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> well. It, just, it sounds a lot more of an inclusive franchise than something like Call of Duty, where it feels very mm -hmm. more like you actually work with people. People just actually bond over Halo instead of fight each other. So I also like how you mentioned Master Chief isn't a chosen one. He's just a, a, a made badass, which that sounds a little different. I like that. I also like the simplicity of it. Now into the negatives, though. This doesn't sound like a franchise I'd want to play a lot of. It sounds like, how many entries were there? Six or seven? Yeah, there's seven. It does not sound like something I'd want to play seven variations on. Like, maybe one, maybe two, but I, I can't see myself playing all seven uh, unless I get... One to three is a continuation of, of the story before, though. So it's not sort of a variation of one another. It's just a continuation of the ultimate goal, which is stopping the Covenant. And Halo Reach is to tell you the prequel story of how Reach fell which was a colony planet of the humans and the Covenant basically starting the war with the humans. And then Halo 4, 5, and 6 are, uh, yeah, standalones, I would say. Okay, you see, that that's interesting because I feel like if I played through Halo 1, I'd probably feel compelled to go through the trilogy. But 4, 5, and 6 sounded more interesting to me on paper, like I already said, so I, I don't really know there. I'm also not interested in multiplayer at all. I know that's a big selling point for the Halo games. I'm just not interested in that at all. So that's kind of just a write-off for me. But hey, you you people at home but might you be can, interested you in can that. Make, you, can make, you can make your armor look purple. 
Mm-hmm. You can equip a katana on your back. Ooh. This is katana. She's got my back. I know this is blasphemous to say in a video game discussion, but I'd get bored of too much mass murder. Call me crazy. (laughs) What are you, sensible? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, I'm a rational person who doesn't like mass murder all the time. But they're bad, Joe. Yeah, I look at the kill counts and the game stats. I'm like, oh, I killed a thousand people in this game. Like, not aliens or robots. I'm like, oh, I killed a thousand people. Ooh, most of them were headshots. I'm good. <laughs> wow. Okay, sociopath. We're the opposite side. Opposite side people, like a thousand kills, not good enough. <laughs> Gotta keep going. Gotta get better. Keep going, bro. And then teabag you the, the teabag the dead, just for good mm-hmm. measure. It's not a requirement, I should say. It's not a requirement to teabag. It's just an add-on if you choose to. I think video games create killers and sociopaths. No, <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting universe, but uh, not. The simplicity is a is a selling point, but also it's it's simple enough of a universe that it doesn't sound one like one I'd get lost in. Also, um, not loving that there's not a lot of character development, not character driven story, except for Reach. Also, racism, humans versus everyone. Why are we Why are we dicks? They and, started it. They invaded Earth colonies and. A, and and the the absolute the nail in the coffin is Xbox. Son of a bitch. See the I this was a losing battle as soon as I went into this. No, but I, I do have a I do have some light at the end of the tunnel for my verdict here, I, I will tell you, okay? It's on PC. It's on PC as well. Should have mentioned that earlier. Okay. That that helps. So my verdict is I'd play you convinced me Halo Reach sounds like the most appealing one. So I, mm-hmm. I would play Halo Reach if I can get a copy of the game and an old Xbox, but I won't pay for it and I won't actively seek it out. But if you have a you copy get of it on Steam, but I'd have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, it's not that much. If you gift me Halo Reach on Steam, or if you have an old copy and an old Xbox, I will play Halo Reach. I'm not going to actively seek it out on my own. But if like, (laughs) yes, but like I will play it. I'm not, I'm not going to write it. Infinite is free. Infinite. Not as interesting. Which is the new one. It's the sixth one. Okay. Do you have an old Xbox and do you have an old Xbox and an old copy of reach? Oh yeah. If you loan those to me, I will play it (laughs) next time I see you. If if you, if you, if you loan me those, I will do that. You just come over and play it. <laughs> that too. I couldn't beat it in one sitting, though. Unless I could. Is it that short? Uh, well, it depends. Do you have the plans for the day? When are you starting? <laughs> I don't know. We'll make a day of it, and uh, then we can do the multiplayer, and you can cheat like my friend eight years ago and give me... I wouldn't cheat. Can't make eye contact, will you say that? 
Are you talking about? Can you look me in the eye and tell me you wouldn't cheat? Was he was he split screen watching? Is that what he's doing? Probably. I I honestly can't remember what it was. Well, it's about eight hours in terms of a campaign, so I guess you could. We could do it. Yeah. We should like live stream it. We'll make it a special episode of Close Up. Joe plays. Joe plays Halo Reach. We'll just have our mics together in the room and it'll just be... Oh my god. Imagine if they didn't have like DMC strikes on live streams. You could actually, when one of us convinced the other, like I would have watched that one Star Trek episode on a live stream. And then you would have watched some Game of Thrones stuff on a live stream. But I understand why that's DMC strike. We could always do reactions to it though. Oh yeah, people do that all the time. Like If they want the longer form content, they can just Mm-hmm. react to it not show what the video I is. saw I saw a genius setup where this guy didn't have I don't think he had the budget for a webcam or something but so what he did he had the camera facing him but then he had a mirror or maybe it was the other way around he had the camera facing the console but then he had a mirror beside the console or the display of the game then he had a mirror beside uh, his camera, so it would show a reflection of his reaction at the same time. Oh, that's I brilliant. That, brilliant. that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love that. But yeah. There's this one couple... Doing something like that. There's this one couple who were famous on TikTok for a while and then uh, moved over to YouTube where they, honestly, they started their influencer career because she was reacting to Avatar Last Airbender for the first time. Hmm. It was the middle of quarantine or something like that. And that's kind of like their whole career now. It's just reacting to stuff. Interesting. It's crazy to me that that's a career. I watch a couple I understand reactors. It. There's a couple of reactors I like to watch for stuff too. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we should well, do it's a funny because I special I watched. I rewatched Legend of Korra with them, <laughs> which was oh. kind of funny. They almost. It's funny because they uploaded almost the entire episode, but obviously because I knew they had to cut out some parts. But it's really interesting. Or maybe what I'll do maybe what I'll do is just record myself uh reacting to certain episodes and then I'll just I'll plug it into the close ups that um <laughs> when we actually do the follow up episodes I can just refer to some clips mm-hmm. from my best reactions. Ooh. We'll see how it all well, goes. At least you got to play Reach. Yeah. And Reach we- is fun because uh it's funny because on the Master Chief collection, there's a lot more customization, so you could actually make yourself look like a Spartan hmm. from back in the day. Like actual Spartan. So I had like this, yeah, I had like the actual Spartan helmet. There's the shield you can put on the back. It's really funny. Because I agreed to this, there is a chance you could get me hooked. It's not a, it's not a done mm-hmm. deal. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just agreeing to play a reach. It could, it could snowball from there, but we'll see. Let's, uh, let's wrap yeah. it up though. One thing, one thing about the, I will say about the microtransactions, they got really bad in Halo 5, but with Halo Infinite, I kind of give them a pass because it's a free multiplayer game. They do have a battle pass, but once you buy the battle pass, you have that forever. Instead of other battle passes where you only have a certain time to unlock everything. Mm. But with Halo Infinite, you could upload, you could um, progress through that battle pass forever. The progression wow, okay. system, though, needs some work. Anyway. Well, it's not a terrible deal. No one's but... lost on convincing yet. I can't yeah. wait to you convince me to fucking play, like, what is it? I don't know. Something PlayStation-related. Like, Crash Bandicoot. 
Yeah, I never played. I, it's just rage. It's rage inducing. I don't know if there'd be any video games. Actually, no, no, there could be a few video games. I haven't done one for a game well, yet. Well, the first one that comes to mind was like Last of Us Part Two, but then it became then it was on sale, and I started playing it. So I was like, okay. Well. Have you ever played uh, Sly Cooper games? No. Okay, I'll do that one because that that's one I I those games I loved as a kid, but nobody ever talks about them anymore. I don't know if you know what this game is, but there was a PlayStation Two game that my uncle had, and we would play it all the time we went to visit. Visit, and it was like this ninja game, but it was a he was a cartoon. It was third person cartoon ninja. Ugh. That's not ringing a bell. I had a lot really? of PS2 games I know. though. I probably had more PS2 games than any other console. I need to look this up. Well, let's wrap up <laughs> anyway. Unless uh, you want the people no, it's just to know casual what it is. Now. They can just leave whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Was it I Ninja? <laughs> it's like this going to ring no one's bell. I don't know <gasps> Wait a minute. I might have actually found it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No. This ain't it. This might be it, but also may not be it. Anyway. Well, yeah. Cool. Halo Each, at least. I got to convince you to play one of the best ones. Yeah. But yeah. You can follow me, Ryan Walker Official, on Instagram and on TikTok. Please help me out. I think my channel's dying. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I'm getting blacklisted. It's hilarious. Some uploads I've had, they've only had like 45 views. I'm like, what's happening? Post another How to Train Your Dragon video. Get those millions back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do like a TikTok dance, you know? Should I do the Renegade? Should I do it? Should I do what most writers do now? Do something that was popular like two years ago and hope. I have an <laughs> it's idea. Just, it's like nostalgic enough. I have an idea for a TikTok about that, similar to that, but I'll tell you later. Anyway, you can find me on okay. Instagram and TikTok at ThoughtPlane Media and our Facebook page at the same name. Also, check out the close-up with Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio form, check out our YouTube channel for the video. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on ThoughtPlane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlane Media on Patreon, link below. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews if that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time. Finish the fight. Da -na -na -na. Copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs>